Hello and welcome to The Prime Actor with me, Rhiannon Mossin. And me, Maddie Anhol. I've been working professionally as an actress, comedian and writer for 10 years. And I've been an agent to young people for over a decade. And in The Prime Actor, we bring you an all-access pass to the world of acting, singing, dance, musical theatre and all that's in between. The Prime Actor is sponsored by the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, which is an award-winning part-time drama school They have branches all over London and have now got an exciting new online school. Their sister company is Stage in the City and they are also running incredible online courses for adults over lockdown. In The Prime Actor, we pool our knowledge, share our skills and tackle a topic every Friday that will put you in the know all about the world of acting. Today we're talking all about understanding your casting type. So every actor has a type, no matter how versatile they are. And usually casting briefs will dictate what type of actor they need. So we actors all need to consider whether we fit into those brackets. Sometimes it's a bit easier. Sometimes it's just things like gender, height, hair colour, etc. But then you get into things like personality traits and skills and how you sound and all that jazz. Now, you sent me something on Twitter. Yeah, I love love an acting tweet. (laughs) Um, saying how would you describe your casting type in five words you do yours oh high five Um, that is a that is a tough it's hard isn't it I was looking at some of the answers and so and I saw um, someone was just like ginger sporty baby and I was like ha ah you joker I don't know I think that first and foremost um when you're training or when you're at like the Saturday school or whatever, it's obviously really important to try out all different kinds of casting types um, because that's kind of part of the fun to like. Yeah, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself, but I guess it's also like knowing, having some sort of self-awareness is probably the fair phrase for this. Um, and also they, you know, they can be sort of five, they could be five very general that could lead on to other casting types I don't think I think I I had a bit of an existential crisis about two years ago where I was like I don't know what my casting type is because I was always like the funny one and I was like well I mean what is that that's not that's not really a thing right and then I I got well yeah then I got girl next door sure I mean, I wish that wasn't a thing, you know? I see it on casting breakdowns all the time. And I live next door to somebody, and I am a woman rather than a girl. But I know that I'd never be cast as girl next door. So I I am a next door neighbour. (laughs) Yeah, that surely, that makes me, does that not make me girl next door? Well, yeah, I agree. I, I also hate that girl next door because also I think that comes from quite a dark place. It comes from the like, teen fantasy of I mean I'm aware that this podcast is <laughs> but also yeah I don't know I mean I think that I was doing a lot of comedy and I think yeah I, like you know for for example I mean I had a look on spotlight and they broke it down into the categories I guess you could call it of um the casting type so they said age obviously so um <laughs> there was a thing I think there is still a thing of um, dishonesty with age. Yes. And that that needs to happen because if you just look at Hollywood or let's look at Greece, for example, of the ages of the men and women playing teenagers. (laughs) Well, I mean, please. (laughs) 
So they're literally thirty, I think. Was I know? Well, they were like thirty and thirty-five, playing what sixteen, seventeen-year-olds. I mean, this, yeah. And you know, obviously, then they love the young twenty, early thirties women to play wives of men who are like sixty or sometimes seventy, um, and make that look, you know, like that's a completely normal thing. But I think, um, like, I have friends who are in their early 30s who are doing stuff on TV now where um, a friend of mine actually was in um, I May Destroy You. She was the teenager. Wow. Um, Yes. And um, Gabby French, she's called. And uh, she is... mm, She's a little younger than me, but she must be, like, late 20s. And she was playing there, like, what, a 15-year-old or something? Um, But she got away with it, I think. Yeah, I mean, no one stood out to me as being like, whoa, that's that's wrong. But when you, uh, how honest are you about your, <laughs> I mean, if someone asks you, I mean, people don't generally say exactly your date of birth, please. But do you ever sort of yeah. it depends. embellish? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I'm 32 and I am okay with that. I think weirdly... When I got, it was when I was 30 that I was like, yeah, no, I'm 25. And that, but now I'm like, yeah, no, I'm 32. That's fine. Um, I don't know if that will change. Maybe this, hopefully this industry won't, will get out of that thing of us having to feel like we need to be a lot younger than we are. Um, But I do think there is, there's something to be said for just embracing the age that you are. I mean, now I have to be honest, and I go out of my way to tell people that I'm 36 because people generally don't believe me. And I yeah. know that you'll be like, oh, poor Rihanna, no one thinks she's old. But it is annoying. <laughs> people don't take you seriously. Yes, so... true, you don't. I, if I, yeah, I could place you at like, you see, you could, you could play like 26. Yeah, I'll take that. For those that couldn't see it, I just did a fist pump. 26. It's <laughs> a decade off. I'm there. I don't... Take you it. see, right now, you can't ask me because I've got no makeup on and I'm wearing the same lockdown clothes that... Not that I have changed and they've been washed, but it's the same outfit that I've been rotating. So it depends. But, I mean, I remember going in for castings. Um, in fact, I actually think that there's a weird thing that happens for women, especially around the age um, for actresses around the age that I am now, which is that I kept going up for um, like mums and mums of, you know, 10 year olds or whatever, which of course I could technically be a mum of a 10 year old if I had a a kid at 22, but um, they would, and then I would always go in and they'd go, oh yeah, no, you don't look like you could be their mum. And I'm like, yeah. So I'm in that kind of weird in between. (laughs) There's to some extent there does rely a responsibility then with the agents of of actors because well one you know you have to make sure that your client's CVs are, are correct and people aren't embellishing too far but the other side is like you're the one who's actively suggesting them for roles so mm. you also need to think okay could my client realistically particularly I'm sort of thinking commercial wise play a mum to a 10-year-old, for example. Yeah. And also, so, you know, agents don't want to waste their clients' time, casting directors' time. So it's also important that that we as agents are really honest about what our clients 
can do, yeah. but also what they look like and, and their age. Exactly. And I think the fact that, like, the next point that, that the um, spotlight makes is, uh, like, your appearance, and that is, I guess, inclusive of height. I mean, I'm quite tall. I'm 5'8". Um, and I think that well, I always have this... It's a constant battle back in pre-lockdown days. PL, I'm going to call it. BC. <laughs> it's like PL, yeah, pre-lockdown. Yeah. Um Oh, they... PC before Corona. Oh, PC. PC is better. I should have come up with that. I'm getting slack. Um, they, I would go in and I would do commercial castings and I would have, like, the husband or the boyfriend or whatever. And inevitably, they would be, like, five foot five and I would be towering over them and it would just look ridiculous. I have no problem with people dating you. You of know, course, of course, but we're talking in a commercial land here, which is absolutely land. no representation to no. our own living. So it, every single commercial I've got is one where I'm on my own. <laughs> Interesting. Or maybe could you sit down? Well, Sitting down? I, you know, I always have this. I mean, I've been up for so many. I actually have a thing with my agent now where if I see it's a couple, I'll be like, remember to tell them. <laughs> and, I am tall. Yeah, and then they, they will... And normally when I go in on the day because you know with commercial castings you don't they don't always like pair you people will be late and mm-hmm. whatever so inevitably I'll end up like waiting around for ages for somebody who's the right height or whatever <laughs> um but I think the next point on this is personality yeah interesting because again it, it does it does require some honesty uh in in that because you you do kind of if you want to show your genuine self then you've got to be prepared for the good the bad and the ugly I suppose Mm. yeah I think with personality that's interesting because you know like if you do find that you are like a little quieter or you know um you're not the I say in, in quotations loud one um which I am um then <laughs> oh, it's a surprise to me too but um you know like the talkative one and it's fine not to be but then if you are that if you're going up for like the I don't know super confident gobby whatever then you're gonna really you know give yourself a bit of a break especially with commercial castings like they're so quick yes um, yeah you've got like literally five minutes if that to to really show what you can do so if you have very close similarities to that character that they're looking for then use that right use that to your advantage and I often say this to our young clients as well you know they don't want to see loads of people who've kind of overthought it they don't want to see the parents' interpretation of this character. They want to see you doing it and you what you are going to bring to that in your personality and your character and your interpretation. That's really important. That's what they want to see because it's going to be used to their filming. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. They don't want the um, you know, the person who's gone in and like I remember going in for a casting for four weddings and a funeral actually and the part that I went up for I fit in fact I was pretty much like it's written for me I mean Nailed it. I, I didn't get it but um that's there we've had a podcast about you know reasons why in fact we should do it you know I can't speak today embellish on that a bit more mm. as to why you don't get the part but um because you know it's it's not always like you were rubbish you don't get it no so many reasons um but uh yeah so I went up for this part and it was 
And I was like, I feel really comfortable playing this role. And I think it's a high stress situation anyway, that yes. audition. Um, that if you feel like it's, I've been up for ones before where I'm like, wow, this is such a stretch. And of course you, you need to be flexible as an actor, but that's not what we're talking about. No. And you, you're human. You're going to have limits. You can't literally do everything. So, and I know we've touched on that before. So, yeah, why not play to your advantages? And yeah, um, because I think there was something I remember when I was at drama school, and there was a whole thing about, you know, don't be pigeonholed, don't be put into your casting type. You know, you you've got a bracket, but you can break that bracket and all that kind of stuff, which I kind of hear. And of course, like. But your your casting type is going to change anyway with age. Yeah. Um. So as you gain, I mean, the next one spotlight talk about is skills. So, like making sure that you're truthful in your spotlight profile about your skills. Yeah, and that's something we've definitely talked about before. That you will be found out. You will yeah. be found out. So just put your skills. And also, please, as a, I'm begging, as an agent, update your agent on what you can do. Or you know, as well, you can log into Spotlight and do it yourself. But again, be honest. Um, but yeah, tell your agent. Tell your agent if you've cut your hair. Please tell us yeah. all those things because skills and appearance are so important. Exactly. And, and, and voice. The last one they talk about is voice. So knowing, like, considering how you sound. So if you are, have got a voice that's, because there is a, a, you know, a space on Spotlight. And I think, I'm probably going to hold my hands up here and say, I don't think I've updated that voice thing since I graduated from drama school. That was like 10 years ago. And we're all faced with this list of like slightly strange uh, you know, abbreviations or something. I guess bubbly. Yeah. Is that me? Bubbly? Like no, that's not I me remember at all, having actually. a lesson on it, and I was like, "What?" And then we were going around the the room, being like, "Yeah, no, I'm assured. Yeah, I'm assured. No, no, you're not assured. You're you're not. You're nasal. I'm not nasal. Like, I'm is not that... nasal? I mean, doing a podcast is a really good way to learn a bit more because you have to listen to yourself, which yeah. is something I would have never wanted to do before. But it, you, it's a really useful thing, and and to go alongside voices is accents as well because you know some people have a list as long as your arm of all the accents they could do, but really, can can you? Uh, some people can. Absolutely, mm. some people can. But those, you know, go alongside each other. Well, yeah, I remember, because that was my thing, obviously. So I did that for, like, eight years, character comedy. And so I honed so many accents. And I remember going into a casting once and them <laughs> grilling me and being like, you can't, you can't. And I was like, no, I mean, I can. And it was a commercial casting. I think they were just like, I don't know, they were like, well, you say you can do all this. And I was like, do you want me to do it? And I did it. And I was so proud of myself. And I was like, God, imagine. Because actually on there as well, I have to say, it's off there now, was um, conversational. We've we said this last time, conversational Afrikaans, which I've pretty much got, but also conversational French. And my, my thing is, I don't know enough French or enough Afrikaans. So I was doing a thing of like, I wouldn't know a word in French, so I'd say it in Afrikaans. Because to me, I was like, this is still a different language. <laughs> it's all relative. It's all relative. Yeah, I mean, I guess conversational can, is a word to be interpreted. Yeah. To, yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, I like definitely. to think I can order myself a café au lait. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's not conversational. Don't talk back to me. <laughs> but there is something to be said about just being confident about who you are and owning who you are and being like, yeah, 
this is what I play really strongly. I can yes. play other things, like definitely I can, but I've seen, and I, and actually you'd think, oh, that's going to really limit me, but it doesn't. And also you, you, you'll, get, you'll get to know, you know, the casting directors who work on a certain type of project as well. You know, they do, you do have your casting directors who really only do commercials or who do gritty dramas. And, and so you knowing your type means that you'll get to know the people that you want to be working with and need to be working with. Mm, I think there's something I was reading online and it was like, know your casting, but don't be typecast. And I kind of understand what they mean by that. I guess it's like, it's understanding your casting bracket, understanding what you are good at and what you feel most comfortable and at home doing. And then, but then not being restrictive to it. And I think, so, you know, when other things come in, I remember I went up for a villain and I have never done that character. And it was, I had so much fun doing the audition. I was like, this is a whole new side because I was so used to doing comedy and I was like, this is really fun. Um, but that's interesting to to learn that about you and think, oh, I did always think this, but actually I can, uh, I can like really go to town on this as well. So, you know, don't, don't stop yourself from learning what you yeah. can do. Yeah, exactly. And I think this, um, we've spoken about in, in other podcasts about like lockdown being a great time to kind of reset and like look at what you got, look what you can do. You know, just because the castings were very slow, if not non-existent, and they're slowly, slowly coming back in now, you can still take ownership of your career. And I think now is a really good time to be like, actually, what is my casting bracket? Like, what am I really good at playing? And then also, what would I like to play? Yes. Yeah, you've got to enjoy it. Everyone should yeah. enjoy what they're doing. And I mean, I want to play that villain. I want that to happen at some point. I mean, I can see you as... Um... What was, what am I trying, Maleficent, there you go. Oh, mate, that's a dream role right there. Isn't it? Isn't it? That's a dream role. Step aside, Angelina. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember going up for a casting at the very beginning of my career, and I was with an agent who I will not name, but was not good, and, um, she was like, okay, so what, what's a USP? And I was like, um, um, I think I'm quite funny. Um, and then she's like, okay, yeah, that's not enough. Uh, where are you from? And I was like, well, I, I grew up in Devon, but my dad is Dutch. My granddad was from Iran. My mum is Irish. Like there's enough going on there. (laughs) And then she was like, okay, so can you do a, a Dorset accent, Devon accent? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, fine. Right. Well, we'll just do that. We'll just say you're really strong West country. And I was like, but but I'm not. And then I went up. It was about the... F- I would actually say it was probably the first proper casting I'd ever been to. It was just a commercial and I was so nervous. And I went in and I looked around the room and there was all these women who were... They must have been sort of mid to early 40s. And I was um, 22. And so they were like 20 years older than me. And they were all dressed as... They had like gilets on and like boots. Yes. And I was like... Oh, I'm so confused what's going on here. And it was for a Dorset farmer's wife um, in their 40s, whatever. And she was like, yeah, she's Dorset. And I turned up and I walked in the room and they were like, are you in the right place? And I was like, yeah, for Ambrosia or whatever it was. And they were like, yeah, I mean, you can read, but I, 
I, I don't think you're you're right for this. And I was like, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> I was like, I am never letting that happen again. No, but imagine, that's the thing. Imagine how that made you feel. Mm. You know, take aside the, like, wasting of everyone's time and effort. Yeah. Like, that makes you feel rubbish. It makes you feel like you couldn't do something. Well, of course you couldn't be a 40-year-old woman. Like, you're not. You're in your 20s. Like, so it it's that sort of thing where the honesty is really important. And, of yeah. course, people have a playing age. That That's, of course, that sort of thing. But, you know, you, your, your playing age is not going to be 20 to 55. <laughs> no. I think my playing age... I've actually just updated my playing age. I think I... Because there is a bracket that's, like, 25 to 35... Which I always think is, a, I think it's something like that. I think that's a really strange age bracket. I think that's a strange, because you change, you you definitely change. Unless yeah. you're me and you just, you know, never get say The Benjamin Button of the <laughs> aged world. <laughs> I'll take that. I'm going to have a t-shirt. Um, because, yeah, because I think, okay, at a push I could probably do 25, maybe. But it would be a real push. Like, I would... But it's, it's also about how you hold yourself. I don't yeah. know about you, but, like, I hold myself in a room or around people completely differently to how I did 10 years ago and you can't that's a very hard thing to recreate yeah and yeah so it's it's not even to do with like your face you know they can CGI if they really really wanted you but it, it, it's something to do with your whole body and, and yeah. what you give off one of the funnest funnest is that a word sure that sure is now one of the funnest most fun. Yeah, most fun. One of the most fun <laughs> parts I've played, I think I might have mentioned this before, Mariah Carey's mum. Really? Yep. So not only did I play Mariah Carey's mum, this is a great, this is, I'll just tell you. Hold on. Uh, Mariah at what age? Let's, let's. Well, this is the thing. I played Mariah Carey's mum from 22 to 70. It was whole oh, so much fun. But really difficult. In, and this was, we filmed over a week. And I was like, wow. And I kept being like, okay, can you just tell me what I'm playing today? Like, the age. And they'd be like, okay, so we're going to go 70. And then this afternoon we're doing 20. And I was like, but that's so, like, so difficult. <laughs> I don't know. What year is it? What day I know. is it? And we went, it was, that was actually, that was really great. We went to, into a house. It was a real house. It wasn't a set house where it was all, it was a 70s house, so every single thing, wallpaper, teacups, everything was the 70s, all brown and orange, all the same print, um, yes. and it was amazing. Um, Cheese and that's where right and centre. Yeah, talking of casting types, I went into a the room on the first day of shooting, and I, because I didn't know that much about the project, I... Uh, I'd gone in and I was like, oh, well, we'll just see. It was an ITV thing. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just see what happens. It was in, we started filming in this mass, this mansion. It was unbelievable. In uh, somewhere like Norbury or something. I was like, wow, that's out of place. And um, I went into the, to try and find wardrobe. There's people running everywhere, as always happens. And I went into this room and I was like, oh my God, Mariah Carey is here. And I was like, what? Mariah Carey is in the corner. This is, oh my God, I can't believe it. Oh, what? And then I was like, oh, doesn't she have those rules like the Queen or you're not allowed to look at her? Where are the, where are the yellow skittles? I don't know. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm meant to do. I don't know how this is going to work. And um, she looked at me and said in American accent, oh, hey, how are you? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. I'm really good. I'm playing your mum today. And she was like, oh, cool, cool. And then I was like, okay. Oh my God, that's Mariah Carey. And she left, right? 
she went out to wardrobe or makeup, and I was like, oh my god, my character, she must be advising. This is mental. And um, we, on the, so she went off to do some other stuff. I went into uh, hair and makeup, and um, we, our first scene was where I, we were in a, this big kitchen, and she, I was, she was like having some whatever, and I had to like rugby tackle her basically. <laughs> and so we we did it. We we rehearsed it a couple of times, but I didn't touch her because I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to touch her. I don't know what the rules are here. <laughs> and I went in, and I on the actual take, I rugby tackled her, and she was like, Oh no! And I was like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Too far. I'm so too sorry. far. Uh, yeah. And um, she was like, Oh my god, no, I'm so sorry. You can't. And I was like, Yeah. Oh, I I won't. I won't. I, I was so I didn't know. I wasn't allowed to touch you. And then I was looking, really looking at her. And I'm going to show you the photo after this, right? And um, she she lifted up her top and she was like, no, no, it's because I'm really bruised. And her stomach was like one big bruise. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, that's awful. What's happened? And she had had... Um, so she did look... She when you, I'll show you and you'll be like, wow. She is the spit of Mariah Carey. I mean, and that's her job. She is a Mariah Carey lookalike. But in the States, not only do they have copious amounts of plastic surgery... They have a thing where you can take in the name of a celebrity and then they've got all their measurements and they, from head to toe, if you've got the money, can inject or like put fat to make no. you... And she'd had that. She'd had a head-to-toe Mariah Carey. I mean, this is not embracing who you are, is it? Right. Everything we've just talked about <laughs> is not doing that. She should have listened to our podcast. I know. And I was like, but that's all well and good but you are never going to be playing anything else right talk about typecasting yourself i mean let's hope there's a lot of mariah I well mean... that was the one but yeah anyway i don't know what but we'll wrap up so <laughs> no no i'm you know i'm excited to see that picture i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna i'm gonna show you her instagram i'm ready Anyway, if you have a burning question to ask about the world of acting or agenting or Mariah Carey, then um, <laughs> find us on the socials. You can get us on a at AF School on Instagram. Find us on Twitter at uh, Anna Fiorentini School um, or hashtag The Prime Actor. We're going to finish each week with a quote to motivate, inspire or just make you laugh. Today's comes from actress, creative and all-around queen Meryl Streep. Acting is, a not, is not about being somebody different. It's finding the similarity in what is apparently different, then finding myself in there. Nice, Meryl. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn about the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, then you can head to their website, annafiorentini.com. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.